The Xbox Drive is powered by the You, Me, and Capri Patreon. We want to say thank you to some people, starting with our Diamond Executive Producers, Slimer Snarf, Lee Navarro, and Jonathan Brown. Also to our Platinum Producer, Robbie Bobby Miller. And then to our Gold Level Patrons like James Johnson, Jean Kay, Skinny Matt, Ashley Nicholson, Aaron Gropper, Trucker Sloth, Argo, Ryan Turford, Egg Shen, and Sony for Life. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horse-powerful podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford, the man on the moose, and on our journey today, the game showcase is coming July 23rd. Thank Christ. So let's get started to the Xbox Drive. Ball greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Ryan, the intro's getting out of, out of hand, man. I gotta, I might have to refresh. You're out of control. Well, right You're... now I'm actually in reverse, so that might have something to do with it. I feel like I was gonna throw in a joke in there about like t- the only show that's on reverse or whatever it is. I don't know, man. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. There's so much to talk about, man. It's insane how much news we're getting, and so much to be excited about in the land of Xbox. How are you, my friend, Ryan Turford? I I am just about as hyped as you are. I mean, I can't believe that there's so much news. It's almost like it's almost like they took E3 and they spread it out over like four different weeks, and then you couldn't keep track of any of it. Somebody somebody should actually look at like how much news is dropping over this period of time, and then how much news would typically drop in that concentrated kind of three days of E3. And is it the same? Is this like I mean, maybe it's hard to compare because we've got new consoles coming out, so there's maybe more to talk about. But it does feel like. There's a tremendous amount. It's just all over the place. I'm not going, I don't want this. I don't want to be clear. I want E3 back, but at least there's stuff to talk about, which is very exciting. Well, I mean, the, the uh, it's nice that there's so much news. It's just because uh, Sean knows that I put most of the show notes together for news, and it's kind of annoying to search around for all this stuff because there isn't really one place to go for all this information. Right. Like, I kind of have to like dig deep at a lot of other sources to find some information for the show. It's also too. It was really interesting yesterday because there was a uh, Nancon press conference a to show off all of Nancon games. They're a French company, but they're like a smaller like indie studio doing their own direct. That probably would have never happened during the week of E3. They would have announced like Test Drive Unlimited Three, which was their big announcement, and then that would have been it. And then they would have been they would have, everyone would have just gone along their day. Whereas now to uh worse now they had their whole day to themselves because they're the only ones who did a press conference yesterday and uh people there are a lot of people watching surprisingly mm. so there's that so I, I think stuff like that is 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 starting to pop up everywhere and i think that's why we're getting a lot of news and likewise there's gonna be a lot of news to talk about next week because uh this segues perfectly into cleaning the garage because sean the ubisoft forward event is this sunday so we're going to be hearing about all of Ubisoft's big games. Uh, but Sean, you and I talked about this ahead of time. We're going to live stream it. We're going yeah. to live react it, to it. on. So it's on Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to do this over on Sean's Twitch channel. So twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. So I hope y'all will join us over there and uh, come hang out and watch us uh, watch the Dancing Panda working Please. from home yes dude i love i love ubisoft i haven't been shy about the fact that i think ubisoft had it, one of its strongest generations this and on xbox one and of course ps4 uh so i'm really excited to see what they've got in store for us it seemed like they delayed like an entire year 
right? Like mm-hmm. to basically push everything to next gen. So, I mean, it seems like everything is ready to go. I, I anticipate a lot like my expectations are high for the Ubisoft show. And yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of glad that I could carve out some time on a Sunday and go like, uh, hey, um, wife and family, please go do something else while, uh, while daddy watches his video game shows with friends on the internet. So... That'll be fun, man. Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. I think it's at, we're going to start at um, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right? Yeah, because yeah, the conference is at 3, but we're going to go live a little bit earlier to hang yeah. out and talk about stuff. We'll, we'll also give our predictions and stuff for that show then as well. So we probably won't be talking about uh, that too much on the show this week. Yeah. Um, also, Sean, you're also on another show that I was also on a week ago. Uh, so tell me about that. Yeah, the Xbox Drive is taking over the Xbox Empire, PSVG's Xbox show. I'm a huge fan and have been a huge fan of the Xbox Empire for a long, long time. And uh, Donnie asked me to jump on the show. So I'm excited. I'll be recording that actually later on tonight. So it'll be a whole bunch of Xbox podcasting tonight. And one of the biggest reasons I wanted to mention this today is because I was just chatting with Donnie. I was like, would it be okay and cool if we dropped the episode of the Xbox Empire on the uh, on this feed, on the Xbox Drive feed as an extra mile. And he's like, yeah, cool. And I'm realizing now that I only wrote this down in the show notes and I actually didn't say it to Ryan. <laughs> and also, hopefully, Ryan, you're <laughs> cool with that. I think it's a kind of a cool way for us to to um, give, give our listeners a, a sense of what happens over there on the Xbox Empire rather than just saying, I'm going to be on the Xbox Empire. This could be a thing maybe we do from now on as the extra mile can be whatever we want it to be, Ryan Turford. I mean, it certainly echoes of Game Moose cross We the Gamer cast. Big Sean. time. So mm-hmm. You're not going full crossover, but no. you're going a little bit crossover. Little crossover. I appreciate the subtlety, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is this is super cool. I'm excited to uh, to hear that episode on our feed this week. So, again, look for that. Uh, again, I, I that'll probably come out the same time at this podcast or maybe a little bit later. It depends on when you're going to release the extra mile. I, I guess we can go. Yeah, the extra mile will go Friday. Friday. We'll go Friday. Okay. So it'll, it'll drop on their feed on Thursdays. It'll drop. But um, if you miss it, we'll give you a chance to listen to it on this feed that you're obviously already subscribed to. And we appreciate every single one of you guys who subscribe to this channel. But you'll get an extra little bit of content on this feed on Friday as part of the extra mile. So, Sean, uh, I see on the playlist this week, uh, you made a note here. You're just playing Xenoblade? What, what's going on here? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is like the first time in the podcast history that I've gone two weeks in a row, and I haven't really I haven't jumped into anything on, uh, on Xbox, man. I've been, I've been tied to my Switch. I've been tied to... I feel like, at, at the very least, like maybe you'll be proud that I've been only doing um, Xenoblade or a, a JRPG just in general. And so, like, I'm almost done. I'm on the last chapter. Ryan Turford, I don't know if this is a... I haven't played as many JRPGs as you have. But um, does every JRPG end with, like, a here's what's really going on, and you're on the last chapter, but it's going to be 14 hours long, and you think you're just about done, and you definitely, definitely are not. I thought I was going to wrap this thing up, and it just keeps going, my friend. You say this, but uh, a game like Persona 5, one of my favorite JRPGs of mm. all time, Sean, uh, kind of does that with about 45 hours left to go in the game. <laughs> what so the heck? It, it, I mean, it's only a 100-hour game, Sean. It's yeah, only sure, you are on the You are on the last couple, like, percentage of it. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm, but... I, uh, I, I turned it down because like, I was having some trouble with one of the final bosses, what I thought was one of the final bosses. So I'm like, I'll just drop it down to baby-ass baby mode. And, uh, yeah, that was like four hours ago. So I will yeah. be, I, you know, we got stuff to talk about today of, of games that are, are launching or sort of relaunching that will reignite my Xbox playing. But for now, man, I've just been, I've been locked in and I've been, I think I'm at about 60 hours into that game. So I, I, in order to do something like that, I kind of have to be all in. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, exactly. No, and and a JRPG in particular is just one of those things where if you put it down for too long, you just can never go back to it, or you yep. basically have to start over. So it's just, yeah, I'm glad that you're at least putting the time in, and especially there's a this is the perfect time to do it because this kind of segues back into what I've been playing, which is there's really not a whole lot that's coming out on Xbox at all this month. Yeah. Uh, we do have a couple releases uh, this week, like with Crosscode and Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, which I'm excited about. But other than that, the rest of July, both the beginning of July and up until now, has been pretty barren as far as Xbox is concerned. We're across all the platforms, really, except for uh, Switch and PS4 getting their yeah. own exclusive games. Well, I was going to like, uh, the Game Pass has stuff I want to get to, but I just like that. I think that there's lots of stuff on Game Pass I've been meaning to, and I've been jealous that you've been getting to them, like things like The Messenger you talked about last week. So it's yeah. not like, like there's definitely things there, but but certainly it's like, it's that, does is it brand new? And I think that's, that's part of the thing that kind of tackles us a little bit when we oh, podcast exactly. so about it. The game I played this week is actually a backlog game because it's nice. a game that uh, came out a little while ago. came out a couple of years ago. Um, it's actually a port of a PS3 game that's on Xbox. Uh, it's called Shining Resonance Refrain. It's a JRPG as well, just like uh, Xenoblade. Uh, the Shining series, of course, goes all the way back to the Sega Genesis. Basically, the Shining series was Sega's answer to Fire Emblem. Uh, because Fire Emblem, for those that don't know, pre-Smash Brothers, it was super popular in Japan going all the way back to uh, the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it was one of those things where Sega needed its own tactical strategy franchise, so they came up with the Shining Force series. Um, and then after Camelot was purchased by Nintendo, um, they continued to do Shining Force games, but they were not tactical games. They were action RPGs. Right. Um, and in this one, they've always been terrible. Always been terrible. Ever after Camelot's left, they've never nailed the formula. The, the games have never been good until now. Because actually, Shining Force, re, 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 Shining Resonance Refrain—that's a tongue twister. No doubt, it's actually a pretty fun game because they what they did this time around is they tried to basically and uh, like emulate the Tales of formula. The Tales of series is another. Uh, GRPG series from Bandai Namco. Basically, it's like a third-person action RPG game uh, where you have like a party of... Uh, you can have it up to four members in your party, and you can switch between them at any time in battle. And you basically walk around these big open maps, and you see the enemies on the battlefield, and as you walk into them, it puts you in these small like arenas where you fight all the enemies. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty fun story. It's got dragons and this evil kingdom that wants to control the dragons. It's a whole thing that I'm not going to spend like an hour explaining. Uh, but yeah, they actually did a pretty good job with this game. I'm, I'm kind of impressed. I mean, the story's not amazing. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but the combat's fun, and uh, I like a lot about this game. So I'm going to keep playing it. Um, it's just one of those things where after Crosscode and uh, Bloodstain, I'm going to be looking for things to do. So um, I'm definitely going to be probably putting it down when those games came out, but I imagine that I'm going to be back to it by the time next week rolls around because I intend to finish this game. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with that game and it was cool just to revisit it because it's a game that's been sitting on my Xbox for about a year now. It was on sale like for $10 a week, a, a year ago. Yeah. And I just never got around to playing it. So uh, I'm finally getting to, the time to sit down and play. Um, I kind of was turned off a bit by it because I played the demo on Switch because there is a Switch version of the game and it runs at like 15 frames a second and it doesn't look very good oh, man. but it, look, it looks and runs so much better on, on xbox one so i'm actually glad that i'm playing it here um, nice so man. that's kind of what i've been playing as well so again just kind of exploring my backlog a little bit uh and playing some of those games that have just been sitting on the shelf for too long but let's uh, slam the brakes on this conversation sean because we got a lot of news to talk about it's time for some breaking news first on the docket 
Microsoft has announced the Xbox Games Showcase. It will be happening on July 23rd at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, if you live where I live. Uh, Jeff Keighley will be hosting a pre-show for the event starting at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it, they kind of teased that there will probably be announcements in the pre-show. Because it sounds like there's going to be a lot of announcements at the showcase. Sean, how hyped are you right now? Dude, I, I, I tweeted this. Like, I literally get up every single morning and kind of hope that uh, that all these announcements come out of the Eastern Time Zone so that the, like, the day is kind of already on its way. And like those of us who are on like more on the, the west side of the, of the continent, we, we're just like blinking our eyes open as the rest of the world is already like halfway through. So I kind of like wake up and I go... I hope that someone in Toronto or someone in New York or something like announced a thing for Xbox. That has been my life waking up every single day for like the last like basically month. Ever since like this this Xbox 2020 thing was was announced, I like I wake up, look at my phone. It's probably not a healthy habit. Uh, and finally, I wake up and I see you tweet. You retweeted the uh, the announcement that this was happening. I'm like that is so damn fitting. I am so hyped. Uh, I, dude, how can you, how can you not be? This is the one thing that we've been waiting for. The, the July event is finally here. I wish it was sooner, of course, but I, uh, the fact that there are so many announcements that they have to have a pre-show and that they don't want you to skip out on that. Number one, I think is ridiculous. I just (laughs) wish there was like all the announcements in the show, but at the same time, that means that there is so much stuff. So yeah, let's go, man. July 23rd can't come soon enough. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine any announcements during the pre-show will probably be, like, ID and Xbox stuff. So it probably won't be any of the, the bigger titles. Um, sure. So at least you're a little bit safer. But obviously, the ID and Xbox stuff is also exciting, too. I'm, I'm excited to see all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the showcase. Um, Sean and I talked about this ahead of time, but we're going to leave predictions for next week. Because then I think next week we're going to have more time to kind of carve out uh, time for predictions. So yeah. uh, definitely look for our predictions next week. Um, and we had a lot to say about this press conference going into it and, uh, they've given us two weeks to do it. So we have two weeks to mentally prepare for the, the hype that's coming for this event. Uh, the one thing I will point out, um, because I've seen a little, a few people ask about this as well is that the event title is the Xbox Games showcase, not the Xbox game studios showcase uh, right. as previously rumored. So I would imagine we're probably going to see third-party games here as well. So that's actually exci- more exciting that's to me better. because uh, I want to s- because I would imagine that every game that's shown here will ha- be at least timed exclusive, if not exclusive to the platform. So uh, it's exciting to have third parties on board if if that is the case. Yeah, Obviously, like a third know. party that launches day and date into Game Pass. You know, like uh like something that was maybe made in Poland. Perhaps. Yeah, it's almost like it's, it could be a game that you could replace your arms just like you could replace game. Uh, no, that's a whole. It's happening. I'm going down it's happening. No, this is it. the one. This is the launch of the Series X. Really, like we've been kind of talking about this for a long time since the Video Game Awards or the Game Awards last year. But I feel like this is it. I think I mean, we're going to get into predictions next next week for sure. But uh, this is their chance. This is their shot. They got one shot. Their knees are weak. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Exactly. It's it's one of the most important moments in Xbox history. It's got to be. And they got to make a huge statement here. And uh, honestly, I can't wait to see what they're going to do, because uh, I think the whole the world world's going to be watching. Mm -hmm. uh, Big time. I couldn't be more excited for it. Uh, So, yeah, look for that uh, that in a couple weeks. I will also mention as well um, that we will be live streaming reactions of that. However, it will be just me. 
So come hang out with us. I'll get I'll give all what? the undetermined. Undetermined. Don't don't. Well, maybe you're trying to make it a surprise. I just don't know yet. <laughs> What's happening? I was with ba- me? I was trying to make it a surprise. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. People. I was gonna say we're gonna have all the details about that on next week's show. Big right? time. So, yeah. So uh, uh, next week we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. But at least there will be some Xbox Drive reactions. Big time. So those are to be determined. So look out for that. Uh, next news story, and this was originally to be topic number one, but obviously. Nothing kind of beats the Xbox Game Showcase, but this is a big topic as well. 2K have announced that NBA 2K21 will feature a next-gen upgrade. However, there's a bit of a catch. The current-gen version will be $59.99 US dollars. However, the next-gen version will cost $69.99, or for us Canadians, Mm $89.99 Canadian dollars. However, if you purchase the Mamba Forever Edition, which is like the $100 version of the game, you'll be granted the Xbox Series X version no extra charge. Oh my God, Sean! So many people are talking about this because they're scared that next gen prices are going to become eighty nine ninety nine Canadian again. We're just going to give the Canadian price from now on since we're in Canada, so we do we can do what we want. Um, and <laughs> I know that uh, people are a little bit scared of this, but there's also just kind of the the thing that we could have saw coming from a mile, million miles away. Yeah. Sean, what do you, what's your read on this situation? Does this at all change your buying habits? Okay. I mean, it has to, right? I, I feel like there's, it, it'd be really difficult to go like, no problem, just an extra, like you'd kind of do the math really quickly of, of what it's going to cost you in a, in a year. And there's a couple, there's so many different points that I want to tackle on this. The first one uh, being Canadian, we're actually getting a deal because it's actually, because it's $10 more in the States as well. So that should be, greater than a $10 increase for us Canadians. So we were, we're skeeting by on this one a little bit, as it were. The other thing that I want to tackle is that uh, does it change my gaming habits? Perhaps on the games that I buy, but it probably shifts things in a, in a way for Xbox that they're looking for, where I'll probably be buying fewer Nintendo games. I'll probably be buying fewer uh, PlayStation games, which I play everywhere, but I'll be playing Game Pass games, man. Like, this is, like, the first thing that came to mind when I saw this was, like, wow, Game Pass looks even better now. If people are, like, like the, the brand new games, if, if gaming just got that much more expensive, then the mm-hmm. value-driven proposition of what Game Pass is just got, like, that's, the, that's its entire sale, is that it's so valuable, that the value is undeniable. And, like, the industry just decided <laughs> uh, games are going to be $10 more, so that inherently just makes Game Pass that much more uh, appetizing for people to, to jump into. I don't, like, that's kind of the first thing that jumps for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, likewise, it, when you think about how much a Game Pass subscription costs per year and you uh, calculate that with the amount, let's say if you bought all the Microsoft first-party games or even just four of them at eighty nine ninety nine you're already paying double what you would pay for your Game Pass subscription, which includes all those games. Right. When again, those are just like the day and date ones. Like it's like, there are so many games that come out. And of course I'm being cheeky with cyberpunk, but I do expect them to really lean into that, especially with this, with this notion that it's going to be very cost prohibitive. It's going to be at least at the start, I think is going to give people some sticker shock to get used to like, like we did before. Like we've in Canada, we've seen this before. We've seen the price jump more recently than, than in the States, just because our dollar sucks ass. But and we get used to it. Like you kind of, you kind of adjust, and and eventually you kind of, you probably end up buying more than you did before because you know gaming gets even better as as the years go on. So I think at the start it's going to be a little bit tricky, but it, this seems this is actually kind of like the best case scenario for 
to find out in this way that there's various versions of the game. The Mamba edition, I think, makes sense as like the top tier edition, which always costs more money, and you do get both versions. So they, I think, publishers and and everybody was just kind of waiting for a moment. When was when would it make sense to increase the price? I'm sure they've been wanting to do this for a long time. This makes sense, at least in some weird kind of way. Like I think people, as much as we all disagree with it, you you have to kind of get it, you know. And there's there's a whole argument about and conversation about inflation and the value of the dollar. This this is barely keeping up uh, with that with the with inflation. So um, yeah, games cost more to make, but they sell more. You know what I mean? Like gaming as a whole, like the pie is much bigger now. So it's a it's a complex type of discussion i'm sure we'll be talking about on the xbox drive as well i'm sorry on the xbox empire as well um but i'm i'm mostly okay with it i i feel like it it's really no point to get upset about it it's just i'll just adjust as needed you know what i mean yeah i mean for the most part i know from me personally the one thing i'll be doing from now on is just looking at the the type of games uh, games i'm purchasing more closely and then yeah. being like do i really need to pick up this game and kind of ha- having that question always be in the back of my mind and i kind of felt the same way too when prices went up this generation at the beginning of the generation as well here in canada um so i mean that i've always kind of had that mindset but now i'm gonna have to like really think about do i really need to pick up 2k nba 2k this year and how many Maybe more indie not. games do you play too? Like how many like yeah. like do you have to play like the top tier one? And I think Marty Sleva actually um, he tweeted like a picture of like an old S- uh, Super Nintendo like flyer kind of sale, and like prices were all over the place for brand new games, right? Like some were fifty bucks, some were eighty bucks. Like it was kind of all over the place. So I don't know, man. It's very interesting for sure. Yeah, and, and that's the one thing I will want to say. Can I get you well anything, Ryan? I. Uh, no, oh, I'm okay. sorry. Can I please get a, a medium coffee with? I'm sorry, a medium decaf coffee with two Splenda. And that is all. Thank you, Ryan. I have uh, I have something to tell you. That you quit caffeine, didn't you? I quit caffeine. I can't do it. I I, I man, <laughs> I need to I need to get a hold of uh, my energy levels, and I I don't know, but I need to have coffee. I need, still need to have that like sweet sweet coffee taste. But I think I'm going to be switching to decaf for a little bit. So is your brain ready to explode yet? I'm I'm on on day four, I think, of my of my uh, of my withdrawal, and I'm doing okay. But the first two days, I got to say, if there was ever a sign, I have a card. Thank you so much, Uh, Ryan. The first two days were real bad, and that was a sign that like this was a good idea. That if my brain, if my head can do that over a couple of days of just not having a drink probably should stop having that drink at least uh, as much so yeah de- decaf there's still caffeine in it i'm still having my diet pepsis of course uh but that's it man S- well highly say, there's there's uh, even if that's the case you don't have to you just have to wean yourself off of it you just have to make it a kind of a gradual process because i kind of did this uh probably a, a couple you. years ago and i was kind of in the same case you are um where i still drink caffeine now but it's like very very limited doses and that's kind of what you're doing as well so um the main thing is you just got to keep at it and keep with it and uh you'll be fine but i will warn you uh you think you might be in the clear right now but it'll it, it will oh, no. probably pop up again second wave uh, it, yeah the second wave actually happens usually after a couple weeks so get ready for that Dang uh, it. but getting back to what i was saying all right um, I the one thing i will say about the pricing though is i hope that this encourages publishers to maybe explore the scale a little bit because uh, right. I would love to see games come out at different prices all the time. Like not everything has to be a full price game. Um, e- even if it's a triple a game, even like, like publishers could launch a game at $70. Like that's what happens on steam. And I would love to see kind of what mm-hmm. happened, like that transition more to the Xbox ecosystem where it just 
have fluctuating prices and have like the top tier titles, uh, the ones that really kind of deserve that or really uh, need to be uh, 89.99 to fund what they want to do or fund mm-hmm. their vision. That's totally fine. But I hope that games that don't need to do that explore the scale a little bit because I think they could actually sell more and actually be more profitable if they just if they actually launched a game at like $50. And we've seen some publishers start to do that already. Um, but I kind of hope that the, that kind of like spurs on that notion as well. And that's that's what I hope for. Well, yeah, and it, well. it's actually worth mentioning that we're maybe maybe we're jumping to a conclusion that this is indicative of the entire industry, right? I think that's mm-hmm. where the entire conversation has gone very, very quickly. But it is entirely possible that not every uh, game, every AAA game will be a $70 USD, $80 uh, Canadian uh, so we'll see, man, how this how this plays out. That what you just described may still be uh, still be coming. Exactly. Yeah, because we don't know if it, if everyone else is going to adopt this policy or not. I would imagine it won't be right away. It'll probably be a gradual process, just like when the price changeover happened in Canada. It happened with like Metal Gear Solid Five and some other games, but it wasn't like right away. Like not every game was. I love the I love that you remember the specific game first of all, and then the other thing too is like you can think about like the different publishers could be. It, it creates a bit of a pricing war as well. Like, what if Xbox decided that first party games are still are going to remain sixty dollars US, right? Like right. then 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 you've got Game Pass, which has its value on Xbox, and then you've got like less expensive first party experiences as well. It's like. There could be something there to to explore and really like I don't know this this could be very interesting. Obviously, like the price of games is really central and core to everybody's experience, so it's difficult to uh, to really skip over this type of thing. But I don't know, man. This is it's really interesting. Uh, glad that we kind of just got it out of the way, and I think it just kind of forces everybody to really look at how they're going to approach next gen. Exactly. Next, all right, next up, and we're going to kind of blow through a lot of these other topics because we want to make sure we have time for for the carpool. Uh, Ape at Doe have announced an officially licensed Project xCloud controller with an included phone clip. It's up for pre-order now, and it'll launch on September 21st. Sean, have you seen this device? Yes. It looks really cool. It looks slick, man. And I know a lot of our friends have the 8-bit Doe controllers for uh, their style, like the Super Nintendo um, uh, edition. And the thing that I know, like as well as the thing that, that this looks really sweet, and it's great to have kind of an official kind of accessory for uh, what appears to be for like xCloud, it launches in September. September 21st, I think, is it right? That's what yep. you just said? The exact um, date, yeah. So does that not, like, that jumps out to me as, like, something could be happening in September, either something related to xCloud or something more? I don't know if I'm reading too much into this. Is that something that, like, jumped out to you at all, like, the date of when this launches? Why launch that in September? I 100% think that there's going to be some kind of X- uh, cloud announcement between now and then. Mm-hmm. I would Because... Uh, I imagine it's probably going to be part of like the August uh, reveal of the lo- the rumored reveal of the Lockhart or whatever the Xbox 2020 announcement is going to be. I think they're probably going to announce a release date or launch a public launch window time frame for xCloud. It might not be fully rolled out, rolled out by the time September rolls around, but they might roll out an open beta, right. an open version of what's happening right like now. Like Stadia. It's still, it's, it's still, yeah, like it's still invite only at the moment. And so I would imagine they'll probably just invite everyone in at some point. And I think this accessory is probably going to go a long way towards that. Like maybe they know something we don't know. And of course, again, we're just spitballing here. We don't actually know. Uh, yeah. That's just what I think. Uh, so that's what somebody who did least... know would say. That's, that's what you'd say if you did know. We totally don't yeah. know. We haven't heard anything inside. It's just guessing, just totally guessing, right? Of course. But Apidoa, obviously, if, if they wouldn't give a, this exact date if there wasn't something to it. I agree. At least that's just my thought process. Yeah, no, I but agree. Still, 
I, I love the look of this controller and I'm excited to get my hands on it because I think I'm going to buy one of these. So oh. uh, they look really, really cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, next up, Halo 3 coming to PC on July 14th. So if you were looking for the next chapter in the Master Chief Saga on PC, there you go. So the only two games remaining after this will be uh, ODST, which we already know is coming sometime this summer, and then Halo 4, whenever that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really cool that, that Halo 3's finally coming to PC. People have been asking for Halo 3 on PC for forever, and it's finally going to be here. And I, I'm excited for, that people are going to get to check it out there. Also, on the same day, on July 14th, Gears 5 Operation 4 is going to launch. It's called Brothers at Arms, and we'll add Dominic Santiago as a playable character, so you can finally play as Dom in multiplayer, I guess. Yeah, uh, seems like the Coalition cool. cares about as much as Dom as I do. Yeah. I'm, Which I'm is to say very little. <laughs> but I'm excited for this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier, like with Halo and Gears kind of getting a big, big refresh in a lot of ways, like, I kind of want to jump back into those games. Like, I really want to. I was, I was kind of disappointed that ODST wasn't the next game that came out. And this may have been predetermined, and I, I probably should have known about this ahead of time. But I kind of wanted to go from 2 to ODST and then to 3. But, man, Halo 3 was so massive. So I And I think that this is going to sell. This is going to relaunch Master Chief Collection back up on Steam as well, even though people can get it for free on, on Xbox Game Pass for PC. But I'm going to be jumping into this for sure. Um, and actually, between now and then, I, I might even try and squeeze in a, a Halo 2 playthrough because I started it back when that launched on the PC. But I want to I want to get my, back hyped up for, for Halo, and I think we're going to get some announcements too and, and learn a, b- a bit more about Halo Infinite. So I'm getting back in the mood, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you've got to get hyped for... We're going to see the next Halo in two weeks. That's John. crazy. I mean, that's pretty exciting. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta get, gotta play Halo Three in the meantime. Well, last news stories, real quick, that I'm gonna touch on because this one's really interesting. Kingdoms of Amalur: Re-Reckoning has been delayed until September 8th. That's not the exciting part because THQ Nordic also announced it's getting a paid DLC expansion that will launch sometime in 2021 called Fate Sworn, which will apparently be continuing the story post credits. Sean, this is probably the That's very awesome. first time I've ever heard of this ever happening with an HD remaster. It's just, mm-hmm. They're like, here's here's five or ten more hours of story after the game that you, the remaster that we're putting out, ended. So you can keep playing it. It's like, perfect. what? It's How perfect. is this a thing? It should be the yeah. new thing. It should be the way things kind of happen from now on. It's like, you want more of this game, here's a remaster, and here's even more. It is funny to be excited about, like, paid dlc right it's kind of funny to be uh i get to buy more things but really like what people are looking for with this especially like the hardcore fans like you it's just like you want to play more of the game so i love that they're that that they're making this all work that you get to play the game in a new and it looks awesome i saw the trailer uh very very cool it wasn't a gameplay trailer but it just has a really cool style to it so i'm excited for uh, I'm going to try and get my hands on it as well, but I know you're going to be like day one on this thing for sure, right? Yeah, I'm really hyped to play this. I mean, September is kind of a bad time because that's when <laughs> Avengers and a bunch of other games are coming out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to to jump back into Kings of Mortal Reckoning. It's, uh, I love it on, on 360 and I can't wait to play it again on, on Xbox One. But Sean, we got to let some of our friends in for the carpool. Uh, we got... Some interesting questions this week. Almost all of them are multi-part questions. Yeah. So this will be interesting. Uh, <laughs> but we'll start with uh, the winner gamer over on Discord asks, with Ubisoft having their showcase next week, what would you like to see? Uh, could we see some gameplay or Series X talks at, or about how the Series X changes the way they can make some games? Unfortunately, I don't really think they're going to talk too much about a specific console. They will Agreed. probably talk about 
next gen specifically, but yeah. the way Ubisoft events kind of work, and I imagine that they're going to kind of follow the same formula, is they might talk about the game a little bit, but for the most part, it's going to be trailers, or, or they're going to be talking about modes in specific games and less about what the next gen stuff is going to do. Mm -hmm. I think they might talk a little bit about the visuals or um, maybe some extra gameplay enhancements you might get from next gen, but I think they're just going to probably stick to the playbook of just talking about the games themselves and, and then uh, announcing each one and talking about just dance for 20 minutes. I think that's <laughs> just what I expect is probably going to happen. I mean, I would love to see some new IPs from Ubisoft or um, ultimately I just want to see more of the games that we know are coming like uh, gods and monsters for example we've only seen that one teaser trailer for that game and literally nothing else and it's apparently supposed to be coming out before march yeah so uh that's a game i, I honestly want to see more of and uh yeah other than that like watchdogs uh legion and then assassin's creed i'm really excited about what about you sean well beyond good and evil is something that we've only seen a little bit of and it has been years i don't remember exactly when that was first revealed but it seems like it's been a bit and so I'm kind of hoping for, at the very least, an update. And you're right. Like, we've, as we kind of alluded to earlier in the show, they basically delayed an entire year. So a lot of this is just going to be hopefully pretty ironed out dates. Um, and so, But also, like, they have so much, like, they have a Prince of Persia in their backlog that they could revive. And there's been rumors about, about that. I think there was a canceled game at one point in time. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that I that I hope for. I just you know what man I'm I'm probably most excited about Watch Dogs with uh with Legion and I heard mm -hmm. I don't know if this was just rumored um or if it was actually confirmed to be true but it seemed like uh, Ubisoft is going to release Watch Dogs two for free on PC on the UPlay store so if you haven't played it and you have a, a somewhat capable PC like I think Watch Dogs two is one of the most underrated games of the generation I absolutely adore that game played the crap out of it. And people should definitely jump into it if they're at all wondering what all the excitement about all of this stuff is. Yeah, it is confirmed. It is happening. Uh, you basically have to log into the Uplay store on Sunday and you get yeah. to claim the game forever. So you'll have to download Uplay on your PC in order to do that. But, That's not uh, the worst. But it it's could still be cool worse. that they're giving out a free game because, again, Watch Dogs 2 is a pretty, a pretty solid game. And uh, mm -hmm. I hope people who haven't checked it out definitely give it a chance, uh, whether you're playing it there or on Xbox um because that's kind of where i played it on console and really liked it there and Watch Dogs legion i'm also super excited about but i've also seen it in, in person so i already know how like how uh how excited i am for that game because again i talked about this last year but at eglx in toronto i watched someone play it in front of me yeah so it's super ambitious really it seemed it. next gen when they when they revealed it you know what i mean like it seemed like there was something that we we've never seen before in a game like that where you could basically play as any character like that's yep. so insane like how the hell do you even do that so i'm excited to learn more and, and how that actually works out as a pessimist a bit uh like not normally pessimist i think mostly i'm an, an optimist but there's like the gamer in me goes like that can't be real <laughs> like watch dogs <laughs> you've you've got us before uh with your promises so we'll see about that all right next up from Seamus McIsaac at Famous Seamus, he asks, now that we're at the halfway point of 2020, what are your top five games of the year so far? And he goes on to list his, so uh, Streets of Rage 4, Persona 5 Royal, Last of Us Part 2, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and Ori of the Will of the Wisps is his number one game of the year. Uh, Sean, I know you've got yours written down. What are your five favorite Well, games? as if I can read them. <laughs> let me see if I, I can, can remember. You, well, I, you let me know if I forget anything. So not in no sure. particular order, because I don't I don't know, man. It's really, it's really hard. Obviously, Xenoblade has captured me right now. 
now. So that's got to be on the list. Ori is also on the list there as well. Cause I just, it seems like it, it launches at such a time that like people often forget about it. And because it's a sequel that looks so similar to the first one, people might have those blend together, but Ori deserves people's attention. It is great. Um, what the hell else is on there? Uh, Minecraft uh, Dungeons. Minecraft? Minecraft yeah. Dungeons I played a bunch of. I think was totally surprising and really, really great. Um, the Division 2, uh, people might remember, had uh, the Warlocks of New York expansion, which I'm totally counting for this. And I'm completely... Did I say Gears Tactics? Hyperdot. Hyperdot, Hyper yes! Like that. Oh, that is actually the one that I listed as number one. Hyperdot is awesome and is on Game Pass. Has got to be on there. People definitely have to play uh, one of the best arcade experiences in years, my friend. That game is really, really, really fun. My my list is kind of in no particular order, too, just because I don't usually like to order my games until the end of the year when we, mm-hmm. when we see everything. Uh, and they include games like Doom Eternal. I love Doom Ooh, Eternal. I forgot about Doom. It's, Damn it. Yes, totally. And it, and it came out, kind of came out at that time where we got all those games, so it was easy kind of to forget about that game, but I haven't forgotten, Sean. I remember <laughs> Doom Eternal. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, again, for the same reasons uh, you talked about, I, I loved that game. Uh, Resident Evil 3 was a game that oh, I, uh, I loved more than a lot of other people because a lot of other people were kind of down on Resident Evil 3, but I loved my time with Resident Evil 3. I thought it was awesome. Nice. It just didn't give you a lot of replay value, which was kind of why it's probably not even higher on my list. It's probably near the bottom. Yeah. Um, Minecraft Dungeons suck its way onto my list too. Um, I really liked uh, Minecraft Dungeons, and I think it's super fun. For those who haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. And last but not least, a non-Xbox game made my list as well, Trials of Mana. Uh, I basically got the Platinum Trophy in it. I put like 80 hours into it, and I loved every minute of it. It's a remake of a Super Nintendo game, which is one of my favorite games on Super Nintendo. So yeah, I was super excited to play that game, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Next up, Todd Oxtra at Toxtra asks... What will happen as the Xbox One? Har- what will happen to the Xbox One hardware once the Series X launches? What current Xbox franchises need a break to give new IP room to breathe? I mean, once the Xbox Series X launches, I would imagine if Lockhart is real, which we pretty much assume it is at this point, mm-hmm. it'll probably replace the Xbox Series X, or sorry, the Xbox One X on store right. shelves. Yeah, I mean, that, I think it's just they're gonna discontinue the. Uh, uh 1s and 1x that's just my estimation they might and they'll probably sell off what what stock is left but uh i think they're going to make way for those because i would imagine that lockhart is probably going to be at a pretty cheap price point and that'll be probably take the the place of the price point of the series s i would imagine yeah or the 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 1s so that's just kind of what i think about that and as far as ips honestly I think the only one that kind of just we don't need right away is probably a new Gears game. As excited I am for Gears 6, maybe we that one can come uh, maybe two or three years from now. It, we don't need it right away. Uh, but I don't know. All the other franchises, I think, like, I'm excited to see Halo again. Um, I'm, I would honestly be excited to see another State of Decay in another year or two. Yeah. Um, Crackdown, obviously, is just do- going to probably be dormant for a long time. That's the answer. And then that's other than that there haven't really been any other uh xbox franchises specifically <laughs> since then yeah isn't when that the really complaint from people like that there's that there's nothing like it, it's kind of like they've already done that they took a generation to kind of like take a break on on quite a few of these things so yeah crackdown is the answer crackdown needs to go back uh to the drawing board for for a little while find its kind of core and come back i think is is probably the best thing but we're gonna see a lot of new things i think we're gonna see things like i think we're gonna see that perfect dark thing that you talk about too so and Fable, and other things that come out that uh, they've been taking breaks, man. They have been dormant for a while. 
Yeah, I would imagine that what they have, what the Xbox Game Studios are all working on, are either new IPs or returns of old favorites. Yep. I would imagine they're not going to be too many IPs that are currently circulating. Other than again, Undead Labs might be working on State of Decay three. That might be the only franchise that's come out in the last couple of years from Microsoft that is going to get a new entry anytime soon. And and the only one that like has really been on any sort of like regularity is probably like the Forza series with. Uh, with Motorsport and with Horizon. And I don't know that I want to call for a break from Horizon just yet because I love that series. But we, we they have been like so regular that people might be a little bit burnt out on them. Uh, but we'll see. I, I don't want that quite yet. I'd like another. I'd like to see what Horizon 5 looks like on a Series X. For sure. All right. Last question from Nathan at Voice by Nathan. Let's talk about achievement. Do they do anything for you? Are you motivated to choose to play a game on Xbox over other platforms? Do you get all the achievements in a game you particularly like? And do you remember Mass Effect's achievement bonuses? Nathan, I love achievements. It's not the main reason I play games on Xbox, but obviously I'm a little bit more motivated to play games on Xbox because of achievements, but I don't really play too much in the achievement meta or anything like that. Like I'm not going to play a game just for achievements. Like that's mm-hmm. never really been a thing for me. Um, I will play games that have easy achievements, not for the e- not because they have easy achievements, because I've already been, had some kind of interest in that game. Um, the Gardens Between, for example, is a really good example of an indie game that has really easy achievements and a lot of. It's a game that a lot of people point to as like, "Hey, play this game if you want a thousand gamer score really quick." But I just was really interested in that game about it was. It's about a guy and girl who just kind of uh, relive their childhood memories, and it's a very like. It's like a walking simulator puzzle game. Yeah. Uh, and it's a really interesting indie game. But again, it has really easy achievements and I got the thousand gamer score in it, but I didn't play it just for the gamer score. I played it because it was fun and I was looking, I was interested in the game. Um, and for a thousand gamer score games, I ha- play, uh, I usually go a thousand gamer score if it's a game that I'm really into. So like I will usually put in the effort to get all the hard achievements like in, in doom 2016, for example, I, I I got that achievement for playing through the first level on the hardest difficulty. It was it was annoying, but I went and did it because <laughs> I love Doom 2016 so much that I decided to do it. So yeah, uh, I do that for games that I really love. Mass Effect's another great example because I love Mass Effect so much that I ended up putting in the like 60 to 80 hours it took to get the thousand gamer score in that game because you have to replay it eight times. In order That's to get it. crazy. That's insane, yeah. man. Man, there's a lot of discussion about like what types of um, achievements and trophies there should be, and I'm I'm not gonna be here to say like they shouldn't have anything based on uh, difficult or anything, because like that's the point is that <laughs> these aren't you you get the the reward of of playing the game by playing the game, and and I think that there should be all sorts of ways to just get to the end credits, but the achievements are an achievement, like they're not to be handed out. So I'm not gonna turn my nose up at something that's difficult. I might not like it, but I wouldn't necessarily try to try to change it. One of the games that I'm most proud of having a thousand uh actually a thousand plus is on is on rocket league i played the absolute mess out of that game one of the games i'm least proud of is tmnt on the 360 (laughs) (laughs) i definitely got that uh thousand gamer score and there's a couple others like uh donkey or donkey kong king kong that were like back in the early days before they really figured it all out Um, but that one was literally just you play the game and you get all the all the gamer scores exactly that's not really an easy gamer score game that game was really surprisingly fun I mean, and it was it was all right. Did. It's kind of fun to yeah. kind of poke at it. Peter Jackson's the the King Kong, the movie, the game. Uh, what was the other part of the question? That was um, what are the like, what ones did we do a thousand of? What do we? Um, I can't remember. Sorry, there's too many parts of this question. 
It's all good. We got to pretty much wrap up anyway. Oh, okay. So before we go, Sean plugs go. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. And if you like the show, uh, I don't know why you would, but you can support it at patreon.com slash you Capri. Ryan Turford. Very nice. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. And you can find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 148 of the Xbox Drive. And we out. Bye. I'm sorry, Nathan Thomas. I was multitasking.